0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Faith, Family, and Wrestling. I am your host with the most Valentine's candy in my fridge because I've got three kids and a wife. Um, I'm Joey, so uh, it's Valentine's Day coming up. But before we dive in too much about the Valentine's Day stuff, here's my co-host, Joe. tell us about yourself, man.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Joey. My name is Joe Matthews, and this week he remembered to introduce me, so I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, You can find me every single Saturday at 2 p.m. on Hard Knocks Wrestling, announcing those amazing wrestling matches. And also, um, you know, sitting here co-hosting with Joey on this amazing podcast. I love Faith Family Wrestling, and tonight's a really cool episode for you guys, and I hope you guys take a lot out of it.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool episode. And I got to say, Joe, you talk about liking being a part of Faith Family Wrestling. I'm enjoying this. And also, like, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, we've got cool interviews coming up. We've got cool new things in the works that we haven't, we're not putting out there yet. But we, we've got things coming. Um, we've got Patreon coming. Uh, a lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff. It's It's looking really cool. Um, even today we were texting back and forth about some ideas for things in the future. Um, I am really excited for what's coming, but even as we get excited for what's coming, we do have to appreciate what we have now. And right now we've got Valentine's day Yeah, and we've got love in the air. Um, I actually luckily was smart enough this year. Actually, no, I take that back. I wasn't smart enough. My wife (laughs) reminded me that Valentine's Day was coming up, uh, and now that we have kids, I have to make sure I got something for them, too. I can't be going out the night of Valentine's Day and trying to pick something up (laughs) last minute. So got all our candy in the fridge, and we've got way too much candy, but went out and got a whole bunch of stuff for Valentine's Day. Joe, have you gotten your stuff for Valentine's Day yet? No, I, I, <laughs>
1: surprisingly, I have not, but um, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day in my house because, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, probably because I'm cheap, but I tell her all the time, I, I don't need one day to show you I love you. I have 365 days to show you I love you. So um, so if I forget Valentine's Day, that's, you know, that's why. Um, but actually, I love February 15th better than February 14th because February 15th, all the candy goes on sale. So I will stock up and, and buy all the candy I can on the day after Valentine's <laughs> Day, and then um, then my wife and kids will be good to go for like a couple months on chocolates. <laughs> nice.
0: That yeah. is smart. I gotta, I'll make sure – we may make a day of it. We might go as a family this oh, Monday. Yeah. That could be a fun family day,
1: right? Oh, no. It's, I'll tell you what. It's such a family day at my house. It's actually written on the calendar. February 15th is Buy Candy Day
0: oh man <laughs> that's so, crazy yeah. I, I gotta say too this year Valentine's Day especially in the wrestling world feels more Valentine's-y than normal and not just because there's gimmicks or whatever going on there is the one gimmick over in AEW there was a <laughs> wedding last week um, and it's a typical wrestling wedding didn't go the way it should have gone or actually it probably went the way it should have gone but not yeah, the felt, way they were hoping it would go.
1: That felt like Mero had a little PTSD from all the all the weddings he's been a part of. And <laughs> he just <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, had to destroy every destroy the whole set. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, so you had that wedding and then you've got and we were talking about this a little bit. There's just couples, people coming together, dating, getting serious wedding engagements uh, between people wedding engagements apparently or relationship engagements between companies um mm-hmm. joe what have you thought so far about the aew not just aew and impact but aew new japan aew nwa what are your thoughts on all that
1: <clears throat> you know i i think it's a good idea but it has to make sense for all the companies like i love the idea of new japan especially when you have guys like Tama and some of the original um, Bullet Club members who are still in New Japan speaking out against New Japan America and Kenny Omega and the Bucks and those guys. Because now you can have maybe some of the OG guys from Japan, the Samoans coming in and like Chase Owens and some of these other guys fighting against the Americans, calling them copycats. Like to me, it's creating like a very interesting story because Kenny Omega wasn't an original. Um, well, the Good Brothers were they were original at least Anderson was with um Finn Balor when he started it so it's interesting to see and I'm excited cuz you're going to see a lot uh a lot of really good matches and the Kenta you know Kenta coming over and him and Moxley having a feud right now I'm excited about watching that you know that to me is is really good cuz both of those guys are going to have some strong matches together
0: now here's a question I have cuz I will say I watched the AEW this week. I know you have not yet, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But there was – I will tell you there was a match, uh, a tag match <laughs> that was already advertised for. So it's not a spoiler. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been Um but you've got Kinta and Kenny Omega versus John Moxley and Archer.
1: Yeah. And
0: – so is, Mads- is
1: Archer a, a good guy now? Yes. Like when did that happen?
0: Like – <laughs> it, it actually, I think it was last week. Okay. Last week, he just kind of turned and just is good guy now and is a whole lot better and more convincing as a good guy than he was as a heel. So I like, I like this new archer. Like, it's really cool. But, uh, yeah. Murder Huck. <laughs> yes. Kinta, Kinta is amazing. Um, and the match is awesome. But the one question I have, and I'm kind of wondering this because I've even read in some, uh, articles and some uh, different things online again trust everything you read online but (laughs) the
1: never led me wrong
0: the relationship (laughs) between New Japan and AEW almost it almost seems like it's a we'll let Kenta on your show a couple times as long as Moxley can come on our show to Mm -hmm. lose his belt but after that it's done like it's basically just like a a short business arrangement just so that they can get moxley because i guess AEW could have told moxley he wasn't allowed to wrestle yeah um so i wonder if that's all that is hearing guys talk it sounds like that may be closer to that relationship than Mm. actual because they even said uh the week before when they had on – uh when the guys over on Impact were wearing the Bullet Club's gear,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that that was not approved by anyone over in New Japan hmm. or even requested to – like they didn't even ask permission to do it. Right. Um And that's actually – New Japan has the copyright on all that. So that's kind of a – it's it's kind of one of those things that it almost seems like in the in the relationship let's say they both cup both sides want something so they're willing to put up with each other to get what they want but in the end that's all it is it's not a real relationship it's more just a business partnership right but when you see how impact and AEW react that more and more looks like a real relationship instead of just a short-term business partnership
1: right and and i can see it cuz i mean new japan had a history of has a history of kind of doing these little things like if you remember back in like the 90s they did that with WCW for a little bit and they were lending some of their stars from new japan they would come to J- like Jushin Thunder Liger and, and some of those guys would come to WCW or yeah, come to WCW for a match and you'd have some guys go over there for matches. Um, yeah. Cause I think new Japan has no desire to be partnered with anybody because they're, you know, they're their own brand, you know, they don't yeah. really, and they don't care, you know, in Japan, they're number one. Um, yeah. And granted, and they're coming to the U S cause they have new Japan, LA, they have a dojo in, in Long Beach which I'm going to try to get down to and check it out. But yeah, like you said, it, it might just be that like, Hey, we want Moksu to come on, drop the belt. But in the meantime, we'll do you guys the favor of of sending over a couple of our guys. That way it helps you out, helps us out. Everybody looks good. But then when it's done, it's done. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense.
0: But and, and it makes sense for them. But then when you look at the impact part of it, I, I love the relationship aspect there. Like there's it's give and take mm-hmm. like the, we could go through a whole thing of here's what a re, re, dating relationship should look like just by looking at impact and AEW, which sounds really weird to say. Yeah. Um, but what if you think about it? I mean, they give and take. They get some of their wrestlers like both brands get wrestlers. Both brands get promoted on each other's brand. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't seem like anyone's taking advantage of anyone. And both brands are booking the other brand just as strong as their brand Mm -hmm. on their shows. Um, So it really seems like a a solid relationship. And it seems like it could go longer than just – like when I first saw that Impact was working with AEW, I was like, yeah, it's going to last two months. At the most. Right. This could be a year long thing. This could be forever. It could get married. <laughs> Just don't invite Mero to the marriage. Right. Um, <laughs> but now it's it's cool, though. I enjoy it. And then. With that going along into the marriage aspect, there was a proposal this week, which threw me and Joe off. Because we thought they were already engaged.
1: Yeah, I, um, I knew there were a couple. I thought they'd been engaged for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah. Keith Lee and Mia Yim got engaged this week. Yeah. It's it's always cool to see couples get engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, like, not just, I mean, in general, yes. Um, but in the wrestling world, to see couples... Because I have been around and you have been around a lot of old wrestlers, and uh, back in the day, the, the wrestling community was not known for creating couples. Um, right. It, yeah. it broke up more couples than created couples. So there was there was it just was a different world. So it's cool to see how the wrestling world now promotes relationships and promotes unity in the locker room, even to the point of people getting married, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I think too, uh, that's one of the benefits of, you know, the pandemic right now, like there's not a lot of benefits, but for wrestlers who are on the road, 200 and something, 250 days a year or however many days a year they're on the road, they don't spend a lot of time at home. Like you hear some guys like one's on SmackDown, one's on Raw and they come home they see each other for a day and a half and one of them's flying out and the other one's flying to a different town you know to me that's that's you know a killer on a relationship when you only see each other you know for like 2 days at a time if that whereas with the pandemic now everybody's in Florida so it doesn't matter what show you're on you just you know go to work go home and <laughs> you're hanging out at at night you're with your your loved ones so I think, you know, for the wrestling community, that's done a lot for the wrestlers and their relationships because they're together all the time and without having to be on the road and they get to sleep in their own beds and be happy and healthy. And um that's probably why we're not seeing as many injuries, you know, knock on wood. We're not seeing as many major injuries as we normally see because, you know, they, they're they well rested and happy and healthy.
0: Yeah. And they've gotten rid of the uh, road trips and – not just the road trips but the the house shows. Yeah. And it sounds like they've got rid of those for good, which I think is good for those guys. Um,
1: It's good for them, but as a fan, sometimes the house shows are more fun than watching the um, televised live shows because they get away with a lot more on a house show, a lot more comedy, a lot more goofiness. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: They do, but – I'm willing as a fan to sacrifice a goofy show for them to be able to be healthy and have healthy relationships. Um, And I'll say, talking about healthy relationships, Joe and I, uh, we've talked a lot, and we have to admit we've gotten a little bit farther away from family uh, (laughs) on our faith family and wrestling than we would have liked to have. So we talked about it back and forth, and we decided. With Valentine's coming up and all of these like marriages and relationships, we're going to bring our wives on. So we're going to take this next little bit, and uh, each of us are going to bring our wives on. We're just going to talk with our wives and you about what makes a healthy marriage and healthy relationship. Um, and Joe, you're going to go first, man. I, I can't wait to hear what you and your wife got to say because how long have you been, been married?
1: We've been married 21 years. We've been together 23 years. So we yeah. met, met at 18, got married at 20. Awesome. Yeah.
0: That's, I, I can't wait to hear this. So uh, join in. Hope you enjoy this part. Joe, take it away.
1: And tonight I have a very, very special guest with me. The one and only, the love of my life, the person who makes my world go around, my wife, Dory. How you doing today, Dory? I'm good. This is right around Valentine's Day. Love is in the air, and we're we're heading towards spring. We wanted to bring our wives on tonight and just have this special episode and talk about love, talk about relationships. You know, um. so just a little background on me and Dory. We have been together for 23 years. We've been married for 21 years, and we have three pretty awesome kids: a son in college, a daughter who's heading to college. And another daughter in middle school, which has just been pretty amazing all throughout the years. So, Dory, you know, it's been 23 years, even though I met you multiple times before you actually acknowledged I existed in this world. Can you think of any highs or lows or anything that's off the top of your head about a relationship that you just, that brings a smile to your face? And the fact that being married to me should bring a smile to your face every day.
2: (laughs) Because you're a joke. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, ouch. Um, um, The fact that you always put the kids and myself first. Your first thought is always about us and how it's going to... Whatever you do is going to affect us. And that makes me feel special and loved and, you know, that you really are very committed to us and our feelings and what's, how everything you'll do will affect us, not just yourself.
1: Me and Dory, the first time we met was, I want to say, freshman year of high school, which you do not remember at all. No. Because our families are kind of interconnected. Well, my best, my best friend is your cousin. Yes. And I went yes. on a whale watching trip with my best friend and his family and met Dory and tried to talk to her. And she ignored me, which to this day, she doesn't believe I was actually at that whale watching trip. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few years later, you were over at Jared's house and I went rollerblading over there to hang out and tried to talk to you again. And you ignored me. Just rolled your eyes and looked the other way. Kind of like <laughs> you're doing now. Um <laughs>
2: It's not that I ignored you. I was shy growing up. If I didn't know you, I didn't talk to you. I I was a very introvert. I wasn't one who just talked to everybody and anybody like you do. So True. It was weird just having you come up to me and be like, hey. I was like, oh, don't talk to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. And for me, it's like, man, there's this really beautiful girl. I want to talk to her. And you're like, nope. Not talking to him. So I was like, dang, that sucks. Um,
2: I was like, here's this weird creepy guy trying to talk to me.
1: (laughs) Ow. Creepy. Anyways. And then finally, at the age of 18...
2: 17 for me.
1: 17 for you, 18 for me. I'm hanging out with my buddy's family. And his mom says, hey, we're going to go up to this campground and go visit my cousin and her family. And I didn't really want to go. But then she's like, oh, her daughter's coming. And her daughter friends are all going to be there and they're all about your age. And of course me being an 18 year old boy, I'm like, are they hot? And Terry's like, I don't know. They're all cute. The fun part about that is, you know, we end up going, I ride with Terry and we get up there and then this red Jeep Cherokee, this, Oh, so familiar red Jeep Cherokee pulls up and I'm like, no. (laughs) And out pops (laughs) Dory and two of her good friends and i just remember thinking to myself why didn't i drive my own car because i probably would have just gotten my car and been like i am out of here this girl has ditched me twice or completely blown me off twice i'm not gonna talk to her and you kept trying to talk to me and i remember being like get out of here (laughs) like you've already been so rude to me
2: (laughs) well by then grown out of my shell a little bit and i had friends with me so of course you're more confident when you're with friends and you were just so solemn and grumpy standing in the corner so i was trying to be nice
1: (laughs) yeah i was grumpy because i have to hang out with this chick who's blown me off multiple times in my in my high school life i was was already scarred (laughs) but long story short we start hanging out playing pool playing horseshoes, um, playing mini golf, which, um, somehow became like full contact mini golf where you we were smacking each other's golf balls and ta- almost tackling each other. And, you know, of course flir- flirting and all that stuff started. And, you know, then we end up hanging out that night. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me, after hanging out that one day, I remember telling somebody, it's like, I just met my wife. No, no. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> when did you know? that, okay, this guy, that I was going to be your knight in shining armor?
2: I um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. I'm kidding. Wow, this
1: is going really good for me here, folks. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know. I think just because you soon left for boot camp for the Navy, and we used to start writing letters, and that's how I think we really got to know each other was through writing letters because we weren't hanging out all the time and trying to put up this front and, you know, trying to impress each other. And we really got to know each other because it was just, you know, words on paper, but it was really us writing out our feelings and everything. And, and yeah, you were just your heart and your determination and your willingness to change, your wanting to change from who you were. With what you grew up with, and I don't know. I just fell in love with that.
1: <laughs> it wasn't the fact that I was, like, really, really, really ridiculously good looking?
2: No, you're still creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. Oh, man. That's so, why the kids look like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, all the kids look like you. Um, anyways, all kidding aside, <clears throat> you know. <laughs> All kidding aside, um, it's been amazing. It's been a tough road, though. Like you know, unfortunately, I grew up with um, not very good examples of what um, men should be or what uh, a healthy relationship looks like. So I struggled as a young man when we first got married and started a family right away. Just in a sense of I just didn't know how to do things. I you know I wasn't very emotionally available. I think you know I, I had a lot of hiccups and hang-ups, but the cool thing is you stuck by me as I grew. What made you do that, though? You know, when there was, you know, to be honest, there's a lot of people (laughs) saying, hey, ditch this bum. Um, (laughs) You decided to stay with me, even though I was having all of these issues when I was younger.
2: There was just a gut feeling that I knew deep down that you wanted to change. You weren't sure how to and everything takes time you know you have to learn you have to grow i mean i'm sure you got frustrated with me too and you know because that's the relationship and you have to work things out talk about it and you know just support each other and i don't know just i just knew that you were a good guy you treated me right even though like
1: I was a jerk to the rest of the world.
2: Yeah, you were (laughs) a jerk to everybody else. But you were good to me, and you were good to Thomas. And I saw how you were as, as a father. I mean, you felt like you weren't all emotionally there. But when you were with him, he was your world. You know, and I saw that, your interactions with him. And so, you know, I saw it. Even though you may not have felt like you were... I saw it, the yeah, hints of it here and there, or whatever. <laughs> so um yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. You welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it has been tough and I think one thing that well, shocks shocks everybody is
2: And we were young.
1: Yeah. Parents 18, at 20. Yeah.
2: You know, it it was a lot to figure out of just marriage and family at 20 and being on our own. It it was all difficult all thrown at us at the same time well not thrown at us we put ourselves in that situation but yep, you know we jumped
1: into it <laughs> you know
2: it was so it's give and take and you, you yeah. know you stress you have to figure out what you need to stress about and what not stress about you can't worry about the things that are out of your control yeah and i don't
1: know no it's fine but over the course of man you know 21 years like almost 22 years you know in a couple months will be 22 years of marriage. Um, which is pretty awesome. And because of that, though, both of us together came up with a curriculum that I actually presented at a conference called No Ordinary Marriage. And I don't know if it's a curriculum or if it's just a lesson. I don't know. Curriculum sounds good. Um,
2: (laughs) It's a fancier word.
1: It is a fancy word. (laughs) Because, you know, life happens. And our 20th anniversary hit. And we wanted to do something nice, go on a cruise. But instead, we had a major leak in our roof. And we had to replace our entire roof. Well, if anyone knows, that's not a couple hundred bucks to replace a roof. That is your entire savings account plus money you have to borrow from the (laughs) in-laws to get it done, which was just insane. So there went our 20th anniversary, and I made a post on Facebook, I think, like, hey, babe, happy 20 years. I think I can afford to take you out to Taco Bell tonight. (laughs) But people were like, man, you've been together 20 years. Oh, no. I said, yeah. Uh, What was it? Happy anniversary, 20 years together. You know, I can barely afford to take you to Taco Bell tonight. But if anyone wants to know what it takes to have a lasting relationship, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: send me some money and I will
2: give you advice. (laughs) And
1: we'll give you advice. The secrets to a happy and healthy marriage. Surprisingly (laughs) enough, though, people actually sent some money. And I was like, whoa. Okay. And so we sat down and we're like, well, what makes this work? It's been 20, you know, 20 years. I feel like right now, after 20 years of marriage, I feel like this is the best part of our marriage. I feel like we're probably having more fun and enjoying life the most, probably because all of our kids are teenagers. We're still Mm -hmm. young. But just our relationship together, I feel like, is the best it's ever been.
2: I think because they're older and they're smart, Alex. So it's fun (laughs) because it's fun with them as well. They're not like little and we have to babysit them constantly, you know, and they add their two cents into everything as well, so it just makes life good when they're older and yeah, quick-witted and everything, so
1: yeah, like we've luckily had no major issues, you know, knock on wood, no major issues with any of our kids. but
2: I think you and I because I think now too, that we've gone through everything and we're we're settled, and we've you've settled. We've... <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> it's creepy, remember? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> we kind of just figured out the flow of things. And so now it's just... We know what's important. Mm-hmm. And so we focus on that. And life's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we want to share with you guys, though. We came up with a couple... It's like five. Um I'm going to add six to it. Six things that really make a relationship work, you know, um, be it just a a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or um, whatever relationship you're in romantically with somebody or a marriage. So here's our ideals for having a happy and healthy relationship. The first one we thought of when we sat down and talked about this was ridding yourself of possessive statements. So no more like I, me, mine, you know, like that's my xbox or this is my snacks or this is my you know being selfish like rid yourself of that selfishness you know but or even blaming statements you know you your yours you did this you messed up you're that like get rid of those unless it comes to the kids because there's a lot of times dory's kids do dumb stuff and <laughs>
2: <laughs> they just look like me they act like you <laughs> uh that's true
1: that's true so there's plenty of times where you hear your kid, but <laughs> obviously that's joking. You know? But just remember that your relationship is a partnership and it's not 50-50 because 50-50 means that you're only halfway in. It's got to be 100-100 because if it's 100%, 100%, you're completely involved and you're completely committed to this relationship. You're not halfway in. You're fully in. So it's got to be
2: 100-100. Agree.
1: Agree. Okay. <laughs> you want to say anything? No. All right. Secondly, and this is the cool one. You know, make what's important to your partner important to you. Now, I'll start with the <laughs> sacrifice I made way back in the early two thousands. My wife started doing stamping up. It's uh, you know, they sell stamps and cards and card stock and markers and all kinds of really cool stuff for making your own cards and um, birthday cards, Halloween cards, all just craft stuff. And it's really cool. Well, my wife wanted to go to a conference. She had went the year before and wanted to go again, but the people she went with decided not to go or they had moved or something happened where they weren't going.
2: So I'd be going by myself.
1: Yeah. So she'd be going by herself and she didn't want to go and do that. So I told her, well, I'll go with you. And, um, I flew with her up to Salt Lake city, Utah and attended, I didn't just go with her and then hang out in the hotel room. I actually attended this conference that was all about making cards and making little crafts, and we made like little gift boxes and all this stuff. And I decided to attend with her, <laughs> and um, we met some ladies. We're doing one of the we're at one of the craft tables and doing something, and these ladies are talking to us and super sweet. They were mm-hmm. nice, and they're like, "Oh, do you craft too?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just here with her." And they were like, "What?" Our husbands are at the hotel bar and you're here. I'm like, that was an option. I could be over there drinking like, no, no,
2: that's not an option. Sir. No.
1: <laughs> so, but I went and I had a good time, but I did it because that was something my wife enjoyed. It's something I, you know, I'm not a crafty person, so I really did not care about attending, but I had a fun time and I enjoyed the fact that my wife enjoyed it and she wasn't uncomfortable because, you know, Dory is shy and meeting new people. So I gave her that security blanket, basically, to be that person to talk to and hang out with. And I remember going to one, like, really horrible um, breakout session. And I was like, let's just go. And we just got up and walked out. <laughs> but I led the way, so it was easy for Dory to slip out. <laughs> so. But the best part, I won a raffle. You did, and when I won a raffle and I got the that special stamp set collector's edition, <laughs> all these women and um, they the, were
2: so upset.
3: Like two
1: other guys who were there, yeah, were so upset. He doesn't even do stamping up; he's just here with his wife. So they went from loving me to supporting my wife to what a jerk he won and he doesn't even care. Yeah,
2: but I got it, so it was it worked out.
1: <laughs> oh man. To me, though, that's that's super important, though. that That's important to her, so I made it important to me. And um, what about you? What do you think about that?
2: So it's my turn now? It's your turn, yeah. Okay. So you guys <laughs> all know he does this podcast, wrestling. I have never been a wrestling fan, never watched it until I met him, and I sit and watch it so I know who people are, but it is not at all my thing. <laughs> When he wanted to start wrestling i was like okay (laughs) so i go and i watch his matches and i'm supportive and then our son got into it as well and they were tag teaming and it was it was really fun to watch them do it together and and now the character that he has now i just (laughs) despise (laughs) with a passion but he loves it and he has so much fun doing it and it does make me happy to see him in the ring doing something that he loves because it makes him happy it makes me happy and so i go to all of his shows i watch him he's a bad guy so you know we have to boo him and all that but i am supportive of it and i give him ideas on what he says he runs his promos by me and i tell him if they're Good or not.
1: (laughs) If she rolls her eyes, I know I have gold. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If I get a, ugh, like, sweet. (laughs) Say that. (laughs) Yeah. Writing that one down. (laughs) Yeah. But But that's huge because that will show your spouse or your partner how much you care about them. Because, again, that's something that's important to them. Like, you don't have to make it your life but just value it for the fact that your spouse or your partner values it.
2: Because if it makes them happy and seeing them happy should make you happy. That's important because you want to see the person you love happy.
1: Yeah, yes. Because <laughs> as a guy, we see our spouses, our wives unhappy plenty of times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we'll move on from that one. Uh, The next one is is hugely important and it's, it's really tough though when you have a young family is have your time together. Find something that you both enjoy. It could be hiking, walking, cooking, playing video games. Just something that you can both agree on and enjoy together. When you have young kids, it's tough because they take up so much of your time and energy that, hey, you know what? binge watch a show on netflix together um because even that you know you're sitting in bed you're both watching the same show you both like the same show that is quality time because it's tough when you have little kids Mm -hmm. like right now we can go on a cruise we got a 21 year old a soon-to-be 18 year old and a 13 year old here's some pizza money we'll be back in four days (laughs) but when you have infants and little kids it is so difficult and and that was tough for me when we were younger Um, Because we had Thomas and then we had Kiara and we had, you know, two really young kids right away. And it was just tough because kids don't want to sleep in their beds or kids are stubborn or they don't want to do this or they need help with homework or you're making dioramas or you're, (laughs) you know, and, and it's tough to find that time to spend with your spouse because you're so invested in loving your kids and putting that energy into your kids. You know, but luckily for me, we found Halo. (laughs) <laughs> and my wife, who was never really... Dory is never really a big video game partner, or person, partner. You are never really big on video games. We first got together. Like, I played them all the time.
2: Well, I just didn't have them growing up. Yeah. I had a Sega Genesis, which I still have, and that was my video game. Hmm.
1: But but I would play, like, mm-hmm. Resident Evil or... Well, yeah, that's because my mother didn't buy those
2: yeah. games for me. <laughs> I probably would have played them if I could.
1: But then... Halo comes out because we had a PlayStation. We had the stuff you weren't really playing the games. Well, Mario Kart stuff like that we play mm-hmm. like crazy, and then you started playing Halo, and then we started playing co-op. Well, no, first we started doing the shooter game, and I completely hated it because Dory got very good very fast. <laughs> and here I am in my like mid to late twenties, getting owned by my like eight year old son and my <laughs> wife, <laughs> and I'm like, this game's stupid. I'm not playing anymore.
2: So we had to play co-op.
1: So yes, we start playing co-op games. So there's no competition because we are very competitive. We cannot be on opposite teams. (laughs) But we found that together and we started playing it together. And then we realized too, playing these co-op games helped our communication because, hey, you go do this and I'm going to go take care of that. We started coming up with plans for these games. But then we started taking that into our marriage because then we started planning. Hey, it's a trip. Let me take care of this. You take care of that. Um, we got a family barbecue coming up. I'm going to take care of this. You take care of that. Where we're working together and we're cooperating with, with getting tasks done, which is great. You know, thank you, Halo, and thank you um, – oh, what was that? It was Sniper – not Sniper Elite.
2: Um, there's Army of Two. Army
1: of Two. There was Halo. There was um, – I don't
2: know. We've done Gears The Navy
1: SEAL War. one.
2: Oh, I don't remember the name Conflict. Of- oh, okay. Yes. Yeah,
1: they had like all these different conflict yeah. games. A- anyways. So we played video games together and that helped us out a lot as well as playing softball together, mm-hmm. you know, playing co-ed softball together and, um, just finding these things that we could do together. What about you though? What are some things that you like to do? I just listed everything I like to do together that we can on a family show. What are things? <laughs> see, she's rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> um, what are things that you like to do? Well, the together? same
2: thing, obviously, cause I do them with you. Um, but like, we still binge watch shows, you know, mm-hmm. we'll be watching a TV show. We look up, it's 3 a.m. and we're like, oh, we need to go to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah. We got to get up
2: for work. <laughs> yeah. We're too old to be doing this. Um, but... Yeah. Oh, f- like we both like football. So mm-hmm. sitting and watching football on Sundays, um, you know, just. We used
1: to both like baseball until I made you watch 110 games one season and <laughs> <laughs> you've never watched another game. I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't need to watch them all. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much what we do. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: you like to cook. So you've kind of taken that up with the kids because I hate cooking. But I like baking, and you're not really the baker. so yeah.
1: I take care of dinner. You handle dessert. Yeah. So, yeah, again, cooperation, you yeah. know.
2: So, yeah, video games, TV, football, yeah. playing sports.
1: Yep. So, again, just find that thing. Whatever it is that you guys can do together, Um, find it, and you know, make sure you, you cherish it and you value it. Make time for it. Um, the fourth thing is also, it's very important is allow each other to have your own time. I wrestle. I'm going to go train on, you know, Saturday mornings. I go to the wrestling school. I'm there for a good portion of the day and it's fine because Dory's like, okay, you go do that. Well, I'm going to go hang out with my card, my card ladies, you know, (laughs) her, her group of friends who do the crafting stuff. So, you know, we allow each other to have our friends. Um, but with that, there's trust because I know as Dory's hanging out with these ladies, even though they're all like in their 70s, um, they're older.
2: Not Haven.
1: Well, not Haven, but <laughs> I trust that you're not out doing anything bad. You're not lying. You know, you're not lying to me that you're hanging out with a bunch of old ladies. You know, doing the stuff like you know what I mean. So, allowing each other our own time is also trusting that the other person's doing what they say they're gonna do, but also loving your partner enough to actually do it. Yeah. You know. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to wrestling training and then I'm going out to, like, a strip club or I'm going out to do anything stupid. Um, but <laughs> I was going to make a horrible joke there. Um, <laughs> but that's a hugely important thing because you have your time together, but you have to allow your your time apart because then you're not codependent either.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and we can survive, we can exist in our own worlds without the other person being attached at the hip.
2: Do you want I to add? agree you agree
1: <laughs> so um
2: well yeah because you do need to take a break from each other so that way it's not a constant consistent presence like you do need to take time for yourself yeah to breathe and your own and yeah
1: yeah because honestly if you're together 24 seven what are you gonna talk about like
2: well you'll find something
1: i yeah I know I will um.
2: I just listen and nod. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, uh huh. Um.
2: <laughs> but I mean, you, like, you need to do that from the kids too. And I think, you know, when you have children, you do need to take a break from them as well because I think you'll start to get frustrated and you lose patience if you don't take a breather. And then you find that you're less patient and more, you snap at them for no reason. Or, you know, it's, you need to do it, you need to take time for yourself just for yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree. And the (laughs) fifth one, sorry, I'm going down the list here, is remember, this is your relationship. It's not your mom's, it's not your dad's, it's not your cousin's, it's not your single friend who's been divorced five times and can never hold on to a relationship longer than three months. Remember, this is your relationship between you and your partner, between me and Dory. Other people... They'll have opinions. Everybody's going to have an opinion about what you should do with your life, how you should live your life, uh, what church you should go to, whatever, you know, what clothes you should wear. Like, just remember, it's between you two. Everyone else should take a back seat to your relationship. And yeah, you know, guys will be like, oh, you're whipped. You're hanging out with your wife. Well, I'm not whipped. I love my wife and I love my wife more than I value your friendship. Why? Because that's my wife. God put us together brought us together you know i there's the whole like two chords are stronger than one strand whatever bible verse i didn't look it up because i just thought about it and it should be that way you know you shouldn't run to your mom when you're having problems you shouldn't be running to your friends if you're having an issue you should take that to god and pray to god about it and take that to your partner and say hey this is really bugging me Um, we need to talk about this And do it out of love, don't do it out of trying to be right or trying to make the other person feel bad. Because, you know, would you rather have a healthy relationship or would you rather win an argument? And me personally, I I would rather have a healthy relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. You're nodding, so I'm assuming you're agreeing with me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I look at it, you know, because I could easily... Run to my friends who are out there. They're single guys. They're hitting clubs. They're going to the bars. I could easily run to them and be like, oh, I'm so upset because um, I came home and dinner wasn't made. Whatever is going to set me off. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you don't need to be with her anyways. Come on, man. Let's go to the bar because they want to hang out with their friend Joe, but they remember single Joe. They don't care about your relationship. They care about their relationship with you, not your relationship with your spouse. So you have to be careful who you confide in. And make sure that person does have your best interests in heart. So be very careful, you know who you confide in with your issues. Uh, what's your opinion on that?
2: I agree. You agree? And, well, I mean, of course, unless your relationship is like verbally abusive, or you oh. know, in that sense, yeah, you probably need to find someone to talk to. But outside of your spouse or your significant yeah. other, but. I mean, yeah. You know, I know that I catch myself sometimes when I'm, like, frustrated with you. I'll be like, ah! And, like, Kiara will be in the car so she'll hear it. You know, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you know, don't mean to say it in front of the kids or anything. You need to keep it, you know, because it slips out sometimes just when you're frustrated. But, um, yeah, you really have to keep it between the two of you. And especially don't ever involve the kids in it either because... Yeah. It's none of their business. They don't need to be involved. and Yeah, family too. It's between the two of you. It's You and your partner are most important because it's the two of you for the rest of your lives. That's how God intended it. When you get married, that's your person for the rest of your life. Your kids will grow up, move away, start their own families, and it'll just be the two of you. So you need to always keep that in mind through your relationship that... You have to put each other first.
1: Yes, I agree. Okay. Well, well stated. (laughs) And, you know, that was the fifth one. Um, And I think that's tough for all of us because people just want to vent. But it's just crazy that it's easier to vent to somebody versus approaching the person, approaching your spouse and talking to them directly about it Mm -hmm. versus just running to somebody else. So be mindful of that and, and try to take it up with your spouse, even if you have to walk away right then and there and come back later and say, hey. It's
2: like, give me a minute.
1: Yeah. Give me a minute because I'm really upset with you right now, but let's talk about this and, you know, yeah. w- when we calm down. Easier said than done, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes to, to have conversations about it. Um, the next one, number six, which I'm just adding today, as a matter of fact, even though I, I kind of always talk about it, is you have to share your expectations of your partner with your partner. Because... I grew up in a household, I'll I'll call it the quote-unquote traditional Hispanic household. You know, I'm Native American, Mexican, and and Caucasian. But I grew up in the household where my mom cooked and cleaned and took care of the kids. And my dad went out, he earned the money, paid the bills, came home, and was treated like the king. And my house is always spotless. Granted, my house wasn't great. You know, there's all kinds of chaos going on amidst all that. But the household was, you know, the woman cooks and cleans, takes care of the kids. Kids, the man pays the bills and takes care of the yard and that was kind of it. So I marry Dory and it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But that expectation was tough because you come you know, like I have like where's dinner? Dinner's not made every night. And like you said, you're like you don't like cooking. You're not a cook. You know, you'd rather bake and you know, if you can cook something and you know, just throw it <laughs> what What's your, your staple dish? Like chop up some chicken breast, barbecue sauce, throw it in the oven and then st- rice in a steamer. There's dinner. Um,
2: teriyaki chicken. Teriyaki <laughs> chicken, sorry.
1: <laughs> but that was difficult for me at first because I'm like, wait a minute, you're supposed to cook and the house should be spotless, which when you have three kids, the houses are never spotless. And that I remember being a struggle for me at first, but that wasn't something we had talked about you know that wasn't an expectation i put out there but it was a frustration for me and then you know there's other expectations like if you grow up unfortunately if you're you're someone who grows up watching certain movies or looking at magazines or with the internet on the cell phones now you're you're looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at on your cell phone you have these unfair expectations of your spouse assume you know, you want your house to be spotless so you want her mary poppins in the house and you know sex goddess in the bedroom and you have this expectation and it's unfair because your wife's at home taking care of children and you come home and the house isn't you know the house is unkempt dinner's you know made but it could be like no thought put into it and then when it's like hey babe it's time for bed like
2: you are not getting sex goddess
1: (laughs) yeah yeah because why she's covered in snot and (laughs) been changing diapers all day and you have to be realistic with your expectations, and I remember being younger and being frustrated, you know, about some of that stuff because I thought the world was supposed to work a certain way, and and your physical relationship was supposed to be a certain way, and it wasn't, and I struggled, and it wasn't Dory's fault; it was the fact that I had these expectations because of I was, I was corrupted. You know, my idea of a healthy relationship was corrupted, thanks to you know pornography and stuff like that and you know sharing this all with you guys but that's something that can ruin a relationship because now you're putting these expectations and you're putting these demands on your partner and your partner's like yeah no i ain't doing that um (laughs) and that's not gonna happen (laughs) like the no sex got us tonight um and you don't understand why because you think the world works that way Mm -hmm. and that's one thing you have to do you know be realistic in those expectations. Realize that the world doesn't work the way it does on TV. It doesn't work the way it does in fantasy land. You know, that sometimes, even myself, like, I didn't know what my wife's expectations were of me. Um, and I've asked her, too. Like, here's, here's what I expect of you as a wife. What do you expect of me as a husband? And it's not a demand. It's just trying to work something out so we understand what each other is comfortable or willing to do for each other and this isn't even sexual this is just taking care of the house or what are we doing with the kids or who's a disciplinarian who's the the one who talks to the kids and this is a sweet one you know who's
2: good cop bad cop
1: yeah good cop bad cop thank you <laughs> you know and, and you have to communicate these things i told Doria like oh hey by the way we're, we're gonna do a podcast tonight and i'm gonna have you come on and be my guest host and she was like what
0: no. she's like do i have to
1: talk i'm like yes <laughs> there's my expectation you're going to contribute (laughs) so so I know I I talked forever about that but what do you think as far as expectations and for one another what's your opinion on that
2: I concur you concur (laughs) I I don't know I I agree
1: you agree awesome (laughs) I didn't expected nothing less (laughs) But but basically though, we wanted to just kind of talk to you guys about like, here's things that you can do because we know love is patient. We know love is kind. We know lo- it doesn't boast. It's not jealous, all these things. But what does that really look like and how do you really apply that to your daily life? Well, that's what we talked, you know, we wanted to show you guys is for us, here's just simple things that we figured out. This is what makes us work. And it might not work for you guys. You might have a different, you know, five, six or 10 rules you know that help your relationship but as long as you're working towards it and you're communicating and you're realizing that it's 100 100 you will have a happy and successful happy and successful relationship is there any last words you want to give them any parting knowledge Um,
2: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, just be you have to be honest truthful trustworthy you know you you have to put into it what you want out of it mm-hmm. you know and if you want honesty you have to be honest with your partner if you know you want to be able to trust your partner they have to trust you it's give and take vice versa i don't know so yeah all right i don't
1: It is. And the number one thing you have to do is walk with God. Because if God is at the center of your relationship and God is at the center of your life, then a lot of these things will fall into place. You know that there's things you shouldn't be doing and you're not going to do them because, guess what? God doesn't want you doing them. (laughs) But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, babe, for coming on and being contributing as much as you contributed i know this isn't something that you care to do but it means a lot to me and hopefully our listeners took took something out of it so i love you
0: joe that was awesome i enjoyed hearing you and dory talk about all those tips Um, and now me and my wife are going to come on because one of the things you mentioned at the end of your uh, talk was making sure that you keep christ the center of your relationship and for me and my wife, that is something that's very important. But before we go diving into it, uh, let me introduce my wife. Uh, I've got with me right here my wife, Candace. Candace say hey, everybody.
3: Hey, guys.
0: <laughs> um, this is cool. This uh, this is really cool for me and Joe to be able to bring our wives on. So uh, to share with them kind of uh, what we, one of our passions. So this is a lot of fun for us. But when we dive into this, one thing me and my wife decided when we first got married, uh, even before we got married, right, babe, that we yes. wanted to keep Christ the center of our relationship. Yes, um, That that was an important thing. And it's not even been just the center of our relationship, but our focus since we've been having kids, and we've had three so far, has been that Christ is the center of our family. Uh, so what we wanted to do tonight on the podcast is we wanted to talk a little bit about how Christ how we keep Christ the center, and just kind of give some some ideas and some tips on how to keep Christ the center of your relationship and the center of your family. Um, I would say one of the big things for us is one, we do a lot of t- a lot with our kids, and together is we read the Bible together. Uh, we'll do a Bible story uh, most nights. Before the kids go to sleep, but not only do we do the Bible story together, we also take time and talk about what we're reading um, and talk about the sermon from the week, uh, which is a little different for us since I'm the one preaching the sermons usually. Um, but but uh, to be honest, when we're actually pre- when I'm preparing a sermon, I will normally go to my wife asking her thoughts on things and kind of bringing scripture up. I'm sure she may get annoyed sometimes with it, but, uh,
3: I don't get annoyed with it. I enjoy getting to have those conversations, especially surrounding scripture. And, um, I guess I might get a leg up going into the sermon on Sunday morning, (laughs) but, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to have that time together and be in God's word together.
0: Yeah. And that's the cool part is we get to be in God's word together through that. And she'll also, because the other thing is, is God's our relationship with God isn't just through each other. It's also individually. And so she'll read her Bible separately. I'll read mine separately. And a lot of times we'll come together, uh, usually when we're laying down at night, and talk about what we've been reading, or she'll read me a a section out of a book she's been reading.
3: I especially like to do it when he's, just about to fall asleep yes. <laughs> not intentionally <laughs> but it always seems to happen that
0: way but that's one thing we like to do is we like to read the bible or not just read it together but talk about what we're reading and kind of get insight um i will say when it's when i'm falling asleep normally my insight is yeah that's good um
3: <laughs> and i try not to get frustrated <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but we well, other times we'll talk deeper about it yes. and we'll have really good <laughs> conversations about it.
3: I try to get my timing better than <laughs> late at night.
0: Um, another thing that we do a lot of times is, and this is something we do a lot when we're married or when we have kids, but also we were doing it a little bit before we had kids and we still do it when we go out on dates, just the two of us, is we look around in the world around us and what's happening and we look to see what's going on and how it connects to what we've been studying in Bible study, what we've been studying in Scripture, and a lot of times we'll notice things and go, "Hey, this is this is this is a lot like what we were talking about the other day." Or even sometimes it'll be stuff on the news or stuff we'll overhear because we love people watching over here. Other people talk about in restaurants, um, but we'll sit there and go, "Hey, did you hear what they were talking about?" Yeah. And we start talking about it. And, and hope
3: they don't hear us.
0: Yeah, hope they don't hear us. <laughs> if they do, sometimes they'll chime in on the conversation. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times we try to take that stuff and we try to find find connections to God and everything um, and find ways to connect with God through most things. Uh, sin is probably not a good thing to connect with God through because you can't. But most things in the world, there are conversations you can have. And even when you see... The bad in the world, it can remind you of the relationship you need to have and what we can do to get a better relationship with God. Um, It
3: is good to see, too, when you start doing that, how much it just becomes a part of your conversations when you're sitting down together or just taking in life together, like just focusing everything back on God or your relationship with God or improving that relationship, it the more like they say like the more you fill up your life with that the more that's overflow and that's you feel that in those moments that that's flowing out of your marriage it's not always perfect but when we're in a better habit of doing it it definitely you feel God more in your relationship than
0: yeah and the other thing we do that has really helped keep Christ the center of our relationship has been we pray together as a family um, with our kids every night before we go to bed. But we try to avoid just the the stereotypical, now I lay me down to sleep. Um, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And we, we don't do just the, thank you for this, thank you for that, amen. Um, we normally try to do more, I like to call it a personal family prayer, where we actually talk to God about what's going on in our lives, what that day, thanking God for stuff that happened that day and opportunities we had and even apologizing sometimes to God and asking for help when we had bad days. Mm -hmm. Um, If we didn't, if we lost our cool, if we weren't patient with each other or our kids or if our kids weren't good at listening, we go and we apologize to God and we ask him to help us to do better the next day with that. And then we also just have times that we just ask Him, if we if there's people we know who are in need or even needs of ourselves, we just go to God and ask for help. And then we always end, though, talking and thanking Him for Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice and His love for us, and asking Him to help us the next day to show that love to others and that everything we do the next day will bring God glory. And then we say in Jesus' name, Amen. And that's really a big focus for us is one prayer, uh, me and my wife. One thing as a husband that I try to do, and my wife actually does for me too uh, as as the wife, but if she's really struggling with something, I'll stop right there and pray with her. Um, we've got three kids, so there are days for both of us that it's not always easy.
3: Right. There are days I call him <laughs> up in the middle of the day and I'm just because I'm a stay-at-home mom so um I love that I love getting to be home with my kids and being the primary caregiver for them th- during the day but some days are just tough we have 3 under the age 4 and under yes and um so some days I just call him up and I'm like you got to pray for me and he always says all right, I'll pray with you right now and it does it helps a lot it definitely helps me to calm down and there are moments too where um i find myself having to apologize to the kids and i think it's it's good for them to see that um i apologize and then we try to pray together and ask for forgiveness and confess confess and ask for forgiveness and then do better so repent from our sin for the rest of the day and um just important for them to see us do that in prayer as well i
0: think yeah And one thing, too, that we remind ourselves um, to kind of keep us in check is we realize that our kids do everything we do. So having kids, for some of you, you may not have kids, um, and we get that. And some of you may not even be married yet, and this could be advice for you to take in when you do get married or even in dating relationships. But for those of you that do have kids or are around kids a lot, one thing to know is kids are always watching They're picking up on stuff. So for us, that's kind of a, not just a reminder, but kind of a a keeps us in check of, hey, if we're not living for Christ, our kids are not going to, unless someone else steps in and does the job we're supposed to do. Mm. So we need to make sure we're living for Christ for them. We need to make sure our marriage resembles Christ and is Christ-centered for them and really focus on that. And I'll tell you, for me personally, there's one more thing I do to try to keep Christ the center of our family and our relationship. And that is every time I start to get angry or start to make the relationship about me um, and go, well, I should, she should do this because it would make me feel better or this would make me happier if she would just do this or they're doing this so it angers me. I get in those moments, and as, as soon as I get into those moments, what I try to do is I try to stop, and I think back to 1 Corinthians 13. And actually, my wife and I recited this. Well, actually, we probably read it. But <laughs> on our wedding day, this verse is a verse that we read back and forth to each other as part of our vows as we were uh, getting ready to say, I do. I do. Um, and we were putting together a cross, I believe, as we did it, didn't, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, which was really cool. But First Corinthians 13, it is the love chapter. And it goes into what love is. And th- it talks about love being patient and kind. And um, one of the big ones for me is I go to and slow to anger. Um, actually, I jump around. I'll quote the whole thing. But as I quote it, I jump to the one I'm at in the moment um, because that helps me to remember, Hey, I need to be slow to anger, or I need to not be jealous, or I need to, to think about her more in this situation. Um, I need to put others first here. And when I do that, it helps me to put Christ back at the center of my life, because if he gets out of this, out of whack in my life, he's not going to be in whack yeah, that sounds weird to say. He's not gonna be the center of our relationship if he's not the center of my life. So uh and that's whack. And that's whack. Uh <laughs> but that's that's just something that I do personally and I encourage you. Um maybe there's another verse that sticks out to you that brings Christ back into the center of your life. But I'd find say, what that is.
3: Yeah, I'd say for me, like when I'm starting to build that resentment or feel um very angry or how whatever is going on like just being selfish basically I the verse that always pops well that has been big for me lately has been um just to take every thought captive to Christ and I think that 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 really helps me to remember that it's not about me it's not about my husband it's not about my children it's about Christ and it's about living for Christ and then once all that is captive to him. Once he's first, then everything else is just gonna fall into place. Like it doesn't mean it's gonna be easy, but it's it it puts a better perspective on things.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, again, we want to encourage those of you out there that are listening. If you have any questions, please reach out to us um, at Faith Family and Wrestling either on Gmail. You reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, any of those. Reach out to us if you have questions, if you need prayer, if you want advice. We're here for you guys. Um, and we want to say thank you again uh, to Candice and to Dory to coming on with uh, me and Joe today just to talk with you guys. And uh, it's, again, like I said, it's special for us. So uh babe, thanks for coming on. Thanks
3: for having me. I enjoyed <laughs>
0: um, it. And we're we're gonna take Joe's advice. Actually, we do this regularly, and we're gonna go ahead and uh get off of here and go binge watch some TV together, because that's one thing we like to do after the kids go to bed. So
3: uh not Netflix and
2: shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> we're, we're gonna go relax. So uh you uh have a great night and remember always that in your passion for, for wrestling and your passion for family, make sure your passion for God stays first and Christ stays the center of your lives. Thank you guys so much and peace.